Hey guys, happy Monday to you. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, start of a new week. I know I kind of spent my morning kind of writing down my goals for the week, things that I want to accomplish, because um, I've kind of been stuck in a rut, I feel like. So I just kind of had some goals, and hopefully I'm more successful this week. You know, we only have a couple more weeks in the year, so I want to kind of wrap everything up. But I kind of just was thinking, what did I want to talk about that I haven't really talked about? And I thought it was a good idea kind of to talk about restraining orders. Um, I'm sure that anyone out there has heard of them. And a lot of us that have been with domestic violence, you know, we've either gotten them or been pushed to get them, you know, and it varies for everybody how successful they are. But I think it's important, no matter what your thoughts, you know, are about them, is to get them if you feel like you need one. Because even though restraining orders might not be successful in keeping, you know, your abuser away from you, because a lot of times, you know, they're not going to listen to that kind of thing. But that's not to put, you know, put off that they're not worth getting, because that's how you can truly you know, keep your abuser away. If they break the restraining order, which, you know, there's a good chance they might, then you actually have the power, you know, to put them in jail. Because a lot of times it's hard to prove domestic violence unless you really keep track of things and, you know, document it. Because a lot of times we wait so long to report them and they might not do a whole lot because, you know, there's no proof of all the things that they do. And the last like thing that you might be able to prove, you know, it might not give them more than a slap on the wrist, which is bullshit. But that, <coughs> excuse me, that is the reality of our justice system. And, you know, the best thing you can do is, you know, besides documenting everything for sure, get your restraining order. They're very easy to get, and usually it's not a problem to get them. And that keeps, you know, you protected on a level. And then if they do break it, then you immediately, you call the cops, the police come, and they get arrested. And it's a different level then because they broke something, and there's proof. And then they might actually get locked up, and then you're, you know, it's going to be easier for you to prove your case. And I think the restraining orders are so, (coughs) excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm still getting over this bronchitis. It's like so much of a taboo thing. People are just like, no, they don't work. It's just a piece of paper. And that is correct, you know, to an extent, but it is a crucial step that is part of it. And I, you know, regret not getting a restraining order from my last boyfriend, although he never has bothered me um, since then, which is you know, very surprising. Um, So I was fortunate. But, you know, that isn't always the case. And it would have probably protected me if he would have bothered me. Um, But the police, I, you know, I've documented everything with them. So there is that if it ever would need to be, you know, put in place. Like, going to the police is one of the most crucial steps to getting away successfully from your abuser. If you try and do it on your own, 
chances are you're just going to keep going back. But once you make it official with the police, whether it's a restraining order, filing a report, or even just honestly documenting, document, yeah, documenting like the abuse. Like that's what I did. Like I went, I recorded a statement. I gave the police all of my pictures, my details, my logs, because I had been logging all of, you know, once I decided it was necessary for me to leave while I prepared for that, I documented everything. I took pictures. I wrote, you know, what happened, when, dates, information, so that, you know, I had very specific things to show the police. And then when it was a safe time for me, I met with the police. I gave them all of my information. I recorded a statement and we held off on pressing charges because I wasn't ready for that step. Um, but luckily I didn't need to do all that, but it's all there. So if he would ever have done anything, it's still on record, you know, and I could press charges still now, you know, if I really needed to. So it's a pertinent step to do, you know, protect yourself so that if anything else happens, you know, they know that this is going on. This is something to be aware of and, you know, just to protect yourself. And I think restraining orders are very important. While they might not, you know, like I said, keep you safe, they are going to keep you safe in a different way. And like you can like a lot like I know here we can get them without even going in to the courthouse and stuff like that unless we want to renew it that's what they told me so like it's different every state wherever you're listening but it's a very easy document to get and the best thing you can do to protect yourself make sure you talk to the police before you leave if you can because when you leave it's the scariest time it's the most dangerous time and they need to have this information you know just in case before it's time. Don't wait till you're leaving to contact the police. You know, do that. Prepare beforehand. Have all your ducks in a row. It's really important that, you know, you don't just up and do this without thinking about it. It's, it has to be planned out. I mean, obviously, unless something horrible happens and, like, there's no, you know, like, there's no going back. But if you're planning to leave, you really need to plan and big step is planning with the police. And there's so many, you know, advocates out there that can walk you through this and help you. You just have to reach out. You know, the domestic violence support system, it's it's huge. You know, it's bigger than I ever thought. Just, you know, dig in there, do a little bit of research safely and contact somebody. That's the first big step is reaching out. Once you actually have enough nerve to, like, pick up the phone and call somebody, that's a huge step. You're on your way to freedom, and it only gets better. So, like, here we are counting down the days to the new year. If you're sitting here and you're in a domestic violence situation right now and thinking about leaving, you know, no better time than the new year. So you can start preparing for your new life. It could start really soon if you want it to. But just do a little bit of planning. Be safe and involve the police. They're there to help you. And I hope that everybody listening is safe. 
and excited about the upcoming year. I'm going to be talking more about goal setting since it's about that time. And again, I have a couple more slots open if anybody wants a free month of, you know, coaching, no obligation. We can sit there and talk about some of the things you want to achieve, your goals. It doesn't have to be just around domestic violence. Anything that you need help with, we can talk about that. And you can see what you think. Just, you know, reach out. I will put the email in the description below. And I hope you guys have a good week. I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.